Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Min Dong. I'm Matt Giglio. 13 days till the college basketball season begins. Yeah, less than two days. I mean, two weeks, sorry. I'm just that excited. I can't even, I just keep mixing up words. But yeah, I'm just so excited for the college basketball season to start. Yeah, man. And uh, including today, we have six conferences left to go before, obviously, we get to the beginning of the season. I'm very excited still to get through these conference previews because we got the big ones coming up uh, following the Mountain West, which is still a very big one in itself. So uh, very excited to get to the Mountain West. Uh, Mountain West last year, it only had two teams. San Diego State made it and also Utah State made it. Colorado State was right in the cusp. Uh, I I thought they were going to make it personally, but I just missed out uh, with those four teams. The first four out, but uh, obviously very excited to see what the Mountain West has in store. Once again, a lot of new faces, but also a lot of familiar faces in this conference. So very excited to get to it. Yeah, definitely. Let's just get right to it. Who is your Mountain West Player of the Year? Yeah, man. A, a couple of good guys you go with here. Uh, a lot of guys from these top teams. I'm gonna go with the sleepers, quote unquote. Who we talked about a couple. Of, uh, I don't remember how long ago this was, but uh, it is Orlando Robinson from Fresno State. Uh, but still very up in the air, honestly. So, um, yes, Orlando Robinson, excuse me, 14 and a half points a game, nine rebounds, two assists, and also one steal and one block per game. So he's a great player, and he's going to carry Fresno State to a pretty good record this year. They were around 500 last year. I, I expect them to elevate with Robinson returning. I'm going to go with the popular pick for the Mountain West Play of the Year. I think this is an easy decision. It's Grant Sherfield from Nevada, 18 and a half points, four rebounds, six assists last year. First year. Uh, with Nevada after transferring from Wichita State. Um, and he was he was special for this team. And I think he's going to be even better this year. Oh, yeah. Sherfield, definitely one of the top options for player of the year as well. You could also go with David Roddy or Isaiah Stevens, both from Colorado State. A couple other good guys in here as well. But uh, now time for the Dark Horse teams. My Dark Horse team, similar to Fresno State and Orlando Robinson, it is Fresno State. This team looks very good, man, as all five starters uh, are coming back for this team. Uh, they returned three doubles of scores, Orlando Robinson, um, Isaiah Hill, and Deion Stroud. I really do think Fresno State is a legit team this year, so definitely watch out because they got a lot of good stuff coming back for this team. Yeah, I'm going to go with UNLV for my dark horse. Year one of the Kevin Cougar era, and they look good already. They return top option, Bryce Hamilton, and they bring in very good transfers, obviously, one of the more underrated transfer clashes. Um, talent is definitely not the question for this team. Yeah, talent, not the question indeed. They got a lot of great transfers we would talk about uh, as this uh, episode goes on. But now it is time to rank these uh, tw- 11 teams today. Uh, we have different bottom teams for this conference. So let's just get started with, obviously, the number 11 team. And for me, that is going to be uh, San Jose State. Excuse me. Two stars and some of the bench players do return for this team. Uh, bottom three last year, I think I think the bottom three is going to remain the same. Uh, it was the same bottom three last year, going to be the same this year. I just got San Jose State dropping down. They do bring in Ibrahim Diallo from Ohio State and Trey Alexander. Don't think it's enough, though, to win this or get out of the bottom three in this Mountain West, which has been a problem for them these past couple of years. Yeah, I'm going to go with Air Force at last place at number 11. Going to be a rough season for them, even with A.J. Walker back. Definitely, and I got Air Force a couple spots higher, but in my bottom three as well. And now time for number 10. Number 10, I do have New Mexico here. Two stars and some of the bench players do return for New Mexico. Uh, They finished last. uh, They finished last in Mountain West last year. Not too much returns, but they do bring in a pretty key transfer in Jamal Mashburn Jr. He's coming over from Minnesota. Also, new head coach Richard Patino also coming over from Minnesota. So it should be a 
It should be a down season once again for New Mexico, but on the rise relatively soon. Mm -hmm. uh, at number 10 for me, I have San Jose State. I think they got one of the best coaching hires this offseason, hiring Tim Miles. Very underrated get. Two starters and some bench are back. I don't want to put them here because I think they're going to overachieve. Yeah, I definitely think San Jose State could definitely overachieve. But the talent in this Mountain West is very good this year, especially. So they might not really get victim to, obviously, uh, bottom three. But now time for number nine. Number nine, I do have Air Force here rounding out the bottom three. Uh, two stars and some of the bench players do return. Uh, Air Force, another bottom feeder in this Mountain West Conference. Uh, they do return, like you talked about, A.J. Walker. He is a stud. He should hopefully carry them to the uh, third to last team in this conference, but it's just really a race for these bottom three teams in this Mountain West. Yeah, definitely agree with you. At number nine, I have New Mexico, another great coaching hire this offseason, two stars on Mentry Turn, Mashburn, Fallis Matino, like you mentioned, and New Mexico, their home court advantage, one of the best in all of college basketball. Yeah, man, that home court advantage is crazy for them. Uh, shout out to New Mexico. Uh, great, great atmosphere over there when you play at New Mexico. Definitely seen it from the TV. It'd be very cool to go there uh, once in a lifetime. Uh, there's a lot of great places we, we want to go to in our lifetime. Uh, New Mexico, definitely one of those places. I mean, I'm speaking for you, but I, I'd say you probably agree. Is that right? Yeah. Well, all right, quick question. What would be the top place you would want to go if you had to pick one? Uh, any college basketball arena in the world? That's a very that's a very tough decision right now. That's that's gonna I'm gonna have to do a lot of thinking. Very fair. I mean, there's a lot of great uh, options you could go with. Uh, a couple that come right to mind, obviously the greats, historic ones. You got like, um, what is it, Cameron Indoor? You got Rupp Arena. You got all the great Blue Blood State uh, arenas, and then you got some very interesting ones like Florida Gulf Coast is up there, Northern Illinois, Eastern Washington, a couple of those ones as well for mid-major levels. But yeah, there's a lot of great options you can go with and also very historic options you can go with as well. But now moving on to number eight, uh, the changes continue here as I got Wyoming here in number eight. It might, might be a little too low for them, honestly, but uh, they do look pretty good this year as they do return three stars and some of the bench players. Uh, pretty decent season it was last year. They do return top options in Hunter Maldonado. Uh, and also Graham Ike. Uh, this team should be uh, pretty average and middle of the pack. Once again, the Mount West, very excited to see what they can do. They do lose a top option, so it could be a little bit of a struggle for Wyoming. Yeah, definitely agree with you. I have Wyoming one spot higher. Uh, but before them, I got Utah State, another very underrated hiring this offseason for the coach. Utah State basketball, they've reached an all-time high the past three years under Craig Smith, but I think they'll take a slight hit. Two stars back, including Justin being a double-double machine. And many guys follow Odom from UMBC. Not a bad team at all. I just think they'll be average. Yeah, definitely agree with you. And that's why I'm going to do a mid-episode switch right here. Is Utah State is now my number six team. One starter and some of the bench players do return for this team. Like you talked about, uh, you got you to look at what they did this uh, March Madness season. Uh, excuse me, there's a lot of noise behind me. But uh, uh, they did lost Texas Tech, obviously, in the first round of the tournament. But they did very good. Do lose, obviously, Nemes Quetta, my boy, and also Anthony Marco as well. Uh, and they bring in some pretty good UMBC transfers, like you talked about with Odom coming over, uh, EJ Elite Rock, and also Brandon uh, Horvath come in, and Rylan Jones from Utah as well. Should compete definitely as Justin B returns, like you just talked about. Mm -hmm. At number seven, obviously, I spoiled it. Wyoming returned most of their team back. Offense, not the problem here, but defense is a really big concern. I think they have an average season. Definitely agree with you. And now time for number seven. I do have UNLV here at number seven. 
Uh, should be a pretty good team this year. Like you talked about, your dark horse. One starter and most of the bench do compete, uh, do return, excuse me, for this team. They do return top option, Bryce Hamilton, and also some pretty good transfers led by Jordan McCabe from West Virginia. Uh, my boys, Bryce Ham Jr. and Donovan Williams from Texas. Shout out to those boys. And also uh, Michael Nuga from Kent State, another underrated one as well. Uh, obviously, new head coach and Kevin Kruger coming over. UNLV should be pretty good this year, but I expect them to be a lot better as the years go on. Mm-hmm. And time for my mid-episode switch at number six. I'm putting UNLV, my dark horse here. Like I said, talent is not the question here, but I am very concerned about their chemistry. Yeah, chemistry is the big issue. They lost a lot this offseason, and uh, that's why I'm going to have them here at number five now. What? what? Oh, you just do Wyoming? Yeah, I just did Wyoming. What are we on, number six or number five? We're on, you're on number five now. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you were talking about Boise State just now. But, uh, yes, number five. Sorry. Oh, did you do a mid-episode switch? Yeah. I'm not confused. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, no, I was. I just – I don't know what just happened. Yeah, but Boise State, I was just talking about them. Um, three stars and some of the bench players do return at number five. Uh, last season, obviously, they just missed March. Another team that just missed it from the Mountain West. They do lose Derek Austin Jr., like you just talked about. But they do return Abu Kijab and also Marcus Shaver Jr. Boise State should be near the top, but I think it's going to be very hard to compete with these top four because these top four, I think, are in their own tier this year. Yeah, at number five from my mid-episode switch is Boise State. Um, three starters and the bench return, like you just mentioned. Uh, definitely missed the window to make the tournament the past two years. Obviously, two years ago, they did just enough to make it, but unfortunately, COVID hit last year. They just underachieved, and this year, with Derek Austin Jr. gone, I think it would just be an average season for them. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Average indeed, I think, for Boise State. Uh, last year was their window. They just missed it, but... uh. Another team that maybe might have missed their window, number four now, uh, San Diego State. I got here at number four. The reigning Mountain West champs, obviously, they do return two stars and most of their bench. San Diego State underperformed, I think, in March Madness. They lost to Syracuse in the first round. I had very high expectations for them. I had them going to the Sweet 16 with their talent. And they lose their top two options in Matt Mitchell and Jordan Shackle as well. Uh, bringing Matt Bradley, though, from Cal, which is a pretty big piece coming back, and some other under-the-radar transfer, uh, excuse me, under-the-radar returnees from this bench. Should be competitive, obviously, as San Diego State is year in and year out in this conference. But uh, this might be the first time in a while where they are not the number one team in this Mountain West. Yeah, definitely agree with you. At number four, I got your dark horse, Fresno State. All five starters return, including Orlando Robinson, your uh, probably Mountain West player of the year since to be decided. But I think you've locked that in already. He was amazing to finish off the year. One of the more spectacular big men uh, towards the end of the year. We'll definitely play spoiler in this conference. This team will. Definitely agree with you. That is the spoiler team. That's why they're my dark horse. That's why they are my number three team as we approach the top three. Fresno State, my dark horse. All five starters, some bench players do return, man. This team is going to be good, and they're going to surprise a lot of heads this year as they have the most. I think they have one of the most veteran leadership-led teams coming back for all the Mount West now with all the five and some bench returning. You can make a case for these top two teams we both have, but uh, Fresno State definitely up there in terms of talent coming back. Uh, like I talked about, Orlando Robinson, Isaiah Hill, Deion Stroud, all coming back as top options. Fresno State underrated season this year. Maybe bring it back to the uh, Paul George days for Fresno State. So uh, shout out Fresno State. Hopefully big expectations this year. Mm-hmm. At my number three, I have San Diego State here. Two starters in the bench return. And they definitely struck out in the transfer portal with Matt Bradley, who was in all Pac-12 last year. This program has been taken to new heights the past two years. And I definitely think it will continue. Uh, I think they're a bowl team entering the season. 
yeah, bubble team I definitely agree with as well. Uh, obviously, they're going to lose a lot, especially losing Matt Mitchell and Jordan Shackle. But uh, they did pretty well, obviously, last year. We didn't expect them to do – we expected them to be at the top, but uh, losing, obviously, some key pieces to that, like Malachi Flynn and a couple other key pieces from two years ago squad. Uh, expected them to maybe take a drop, but they did not show any signs of slowing down. So now approaching the top two, these two are the top two teams for sure. Uh, right now, I think these two teams are the ones that should be getting a bid. We'll talk about bids later at the end of the episode. But uh, number two, I got Nevada here, number two. Four stars and some of the bench players do return for Nevada. A very good season last year. Just fell Another team that just fell a little bit short in the Mountain West run. But uh, they do return some top options. Your player of the year, Grant Sherfield, he's my second option. He, I, have, I have locked in Orlando Robinson now. Uh, and also Desmond Cambridge and Warren Washington also coming back uh, for double-digit scoring options. Uh, also, some good transfers led by A.J. Brahma. You remember him? He went to Arizona State first from Robert Morris. Decided to go to Nevada instead, which is a pretty good option, I think, for him, especially considering Nevada is probably going to be a legit team this year in Mountain West. Uh, Nevada, huge contender. They are, I think it's a very close one and two race, but I got Nevada as my number two just slightly. Mm-hmm. And my number two team, I definitely think they're in the tournament. I also think they're in the top 25. Colorado State, one of the first teams out this past year from March Madness. They will go dancing this year. 100%, 100% of the team is back. Yeah, definitely a team, hopefully, to lock in for, obviously, March Madness. I got Colorado State as my number one team, obviously. The top favorite return, man. This team, if this team doesn't make it to March, man, I don't, I don't know. I really do love this Colorado State team. This is one of the teams I had ranked in this um, top 25, the last one we did. I have to really look back at my list because I, I keep forgetting some of the teams I put in my last top 25. Obviously, we're doing the revamp one at the end of the uh, conference previews. But, yeah, the top the options returning uh, for this team are a plethora of options. Uh, David Roddy, Isaiah Stevens, Kendall Moore, and also Adam Thistlewood. These top four are elite, man. But Colorado State, I'd be shocked if they did not make it to March Madison. And I'd also be shocked if they were not competitive and either first or second in this Mountain West. I would be shocked because this team is legit, and I really do love this team coming into the season. Mm-hmm. My number one team in the Mountain West, Nevada. This team is also a top 25 team, in my opinion. Four starters are back. A.J. Brahma is in the fold. And someone is finally eligible. That is five-star recruit, former five-star recruit, Will Baker. I think he's going to be in the top five, <coughs> the starting five, sorry. You remember Will Baker, uh, transfer from Texas, obviously. You know him. Yeah, you, you're still looking of course, of course I know him. I, I know all my fellow Texans. Shout out, shout out to the Texas boys going over the Mountain West. Yeah, but obviously Grant Sherfield and Desmond Cambridge, they make up the backcourt. And I feel like I've said this so many times, but I feel like this is the one, this is the backcourt that is the most underrated in the country. I know I said Kendrick Davis is the most underrated point guard. Uh, just just don't listen to it. That that the, the most underrated point guard in the country, he's coming soon. But, yeah, uh, this team is a top 25 team, in my opinion, Nevada. Yeah, and uh, obviously that concludes the Mountain West preview. Uh, man, the Mountain West is looking very good once again this year, and I am very excited to see what it has in store. Obviously 11 teams, but uh, now time for the main question. How many bids do you think this Mountain West can get? Um, and do you think the Mountain West is better this year or last year? Because I think there could be a very big case for both sides. Mountain West will get two and at max three bids in and i think the mountain west was better last year 
Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with you in both statements. I mean, I think the Mountain West probably could have got more bids last year than this year because I think the talent definitely was there, more spread out last year. This year, I think there's a couple of clear contenders for this conference, but some also some dark horse ones as well in this conference. But obviously, that does wrap up the Mountain West. It is now time for the Power Five conferences coming up. Obviously, we're going in order from Alphabet. So ACC will be first, followed by the Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, and obviously concluding it all is the SEC before we get to All-American teams and also a new top 25 before the season starts. So, man, 13 days, man. That is not a lot of time left. So uh, we still got a lot to do, but uh, I'm just really excited as this season finally ramps up and it's finally here. Uh, one key piece of news we have to talk about real quick. I showed you this a little bit earlier. Uh, your boy, Javante Perkins, man. Uh, that uh, St. Louis had a scrimmage game yesterday. Uh, he has he suffered an injury during that scrimmage. So uh, I don't know if we know the status yet on him, but uh, what are your thoughts on Perkins getting hurt in St. Louis's scrimmage? Yeah, that moved St. Louis down a couple of spots in the A-10. And one more piece we have to mention. Shout out to our boy, Justin Turner, obviously. Picked fourth overall in the G League draft. Yes, sir. Shout out to our boy, Justin Turner. Uh, we shouted him out with some love, and uh, he's just one of the best players and one of the most outgoing players in college basketball that we've seen. Uh, he definitely takes time out of his day to talk to us, and uh, we really appreciate him and all he's done for us. And uh, obviously, wish him the best uh, with the Westchester Knicks. Is that is that the team that he got drafted by? Yeah. So, uh, so obviously, huge congrats to him. We'll be watching. That's the only G League team I'll probably be watching this year uh, just to see him play and uh, fall out for those Knicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, same here. And coincidence, speaking of the Mountain West, the coach of the Westchester Knicks, Derek Austin Sr. Ah, what a coincidence, huh? But uh, that is very cool. So hopefully uh, Justin Turner plays and balls out for them, and uh, hopefully he gets the raise to the Knicks to play with some other great college guys. I feel like the Knicks have a lot of great rookies uh, and second-year players that have done great things in the college basketball world. So uh, I'm very excited to see if he can get elevated to that squad play with some great guys like Obi Toppin, Quinn Grimes, and et cetera. Yeah, and like you mentioned, ACC is next. Couldn't be more excited for these next five conferences in particular. I'm just I'm just pumped, man. The adrenaline is, is coming. It's rushing in my body. Yeah, the adrenaline is coming. Obviously, ACC uh, holds my uh, college team, Clemson, repping them a little bit in the quarter zip. So shout out to Clemson. I know it's a little bit bright. Uh, I don't know how to get rid of that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, shout out to Clemson. It's going to be very hard, obviously, ranking the ACC because there's a lot of great teams, and this is one of the biggest conferences in all of college basketball. I've already started the preview, and um, I'm like, man, this is hard because uh, there's a lot of great teams in here. There's a couple clear bottom feeders, but I think the middle of the pack is just the biggest range of teams in there, and I just think it's really hard to rank those teams. And then you got some of the top teams as well that's going to be very hard to rank. Obviously, historic things going on in the ACC this year, especially – uh, Coach K's last season and all that other good stuff as well. Obviously, near year one of Coach Hubert Davis at UNC. A lot of great things happening in the ACC. Very excited to get to it next episode and and begin the Power Five. So you got any closing thoughts before we close this thing out? Not at all. All right, so obviously 13 days till that season begins, and uh, that's a little bit less than two weeks now. So uh, thank you guys for watching. Ooh, I just messed up my outro. Uh, as always, thank you guys. Wow, wow, wow. Hey, you couldn't do it better than me. But uh, yeah, that is all we have to, for today's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in, as always. And it's always March, baby. Always March, baby. Less than two weeks to go. Woo!